Welcome to DM to GM. Uh, this is the podcast where we answer your questions and help you feel more comfortable playing games around your table. I'm your GM, Sean Howard, from The End of Time and Other Bothers. And I'm your DM from Dungeons and Dragons, Russ Moore. And today we have a question from our Discord from Locks and Beard. And it's a good one. It's one I love to rant about, uh, which is why I wanted to do it. So uh, the question is, when do you let your players left turn, change your story, like just Take a left turn to Albuquerque. Uh, if anyone gets that reference, mm-hmm. I'm an old man. No, it's, it's Bugs Bunny. You're good. <laughs> and so uh, if they get so into an idea that isn't part of your story, but they're so into it, you want to give them a win, but it's not a plot point. Um, and they're, they're struggling. I think they're struggling with uh, how to uh, uh, what happens when it breaks the world is sort of if I sum up this, I hope I'm summing this mm-hmm. up correctly, Locks and Beard. Uh, and then to summarize, when do you give them the win at the cost of a story plot point? And when do you just say, man, all that work was pointless because there wasn't anything there. You guys just went on a wild goose chase. <sighs> this is every game I sit down to sometimes. <laughs> um, so... I guess the question comes down to is how locked is your information where the information you're trying to get, give them and then they they're on the path and then they see the sexy goblin off into the right and they go, Oh, gotta follow, the gotta sexy follow. Goblin. There's always something there. They get to the end of that trail. Oops, nothing. What happened on the thing that they didn't do? Because something continued to happen. They were following a bad person. They were, you know, researching some event that was happening. That still continues to progress in the background, which escalates that situation. So they can go have their fun little adventure, which you can then help build out and have a session or two where they're doing this fun chase the sexy goblin around the field, uh, which is which is an interesting sentence to say out loud but then all of the things you had planned continue to progress put them on a clock and say okay well this this event now happened and this person went missing and this happened and when they get back to town after having this little escapade they now have a bigger problem to deal with um that's one thing that i one thing that i do one thousand percent love that and and don't tell them just have fun with it like if they want to do, if you've got, you're like, all right, let's just do this. This is, they want to do this. They want to, you know, go to that next town and buy this crossbow designed and shaped like a, I don't know, accordion that plays music, whatever it is, let them go and do it and then have fun with it. Let them, let them then be like, oh, well, this, the maker won't make it unless they do help him get his, you know, daughter's lost charm back that was stolen and then that leads them to a, a layer of orcs and that leads them to something else and then they realize the town is under attack like just go to, to have fun with it yeah. let them keep going i don't put the pressure really high i'll even have the the, the npcs say things like well, i don't really want to make that and they'll be like but no we really want it and i'm like oh all right well what are you gonna get at me for it and they'll be like you want gold he's like no nah, i got a rooms of gold you know and then you just keep setting them up where they're the ones pushing it forward. Yep. And then as Ross said, they may do this for six sessions, seven sessions. Have fun with it. You can actually, sometimes I have more fun on those side quests, oh, right? Because I can play all these characters that just don't care, or, you know, yep. like, and then when they come back, have it slowly start to hit, right? Like, let's say they remember, someone's looking at their notes, they're like, oh, we had to go to the castle. And then you can have someone passing by go, did you say castle? 
And they're like, yeah. And they're like, guards, guards. And the, the players are like, what? What's going on? Because it turns out the castle was like attacked and leveled yeah, to the ground. Destroyed. Because they didn't and do what they're gone. supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, and everyone in town is trying to figure out who did it, and these idiots just said the word castle. Where's the castle? Whatever. Just have fun with it. But I want to take you to the part of what if it breaks your world? Right. What if they want to do something that, like, get a giant uh, demon horse across a bridge? Who's done that? (laughs) Like, what if, Russ, they want to keep this NPC? Yes, with them no matter what you do even if it slows um, down the process or yeah destroys the risks the world changes alters the course of time that's a tough one like i mean i i let them right (laughs) me too like i let them yep um yep because what it does for me is it makes me think about that clock ticking in the background and if you really have a a higher stakes game where there is, where their decision could literally change the course of their character's history that's a that's a big fiction plot point right like that's something that is then told years and years later that the the adventurers a went and had to get a horse across a bridge but while that was happening the kingdom was being destroyed and the king was killed it may lead to the darkest timeline yeah don't go to the darkest timeline it's a scary place (laughs) come listen to it but don't go to it (laughs) yeah i mean my table uh loves to try and break the game like come up with things that will like uh a portal salesman who could just pop into existence at any time mm-hmm. in a horrible accent and take them anywhere. So like now, like if I'm in a situation where it's high pressure and there's all these forces, they can just get out of it. Yep. And, and so it would like break my game, what I plan. Um, and so like Russ, I, I let them use it. Yeah. Um, but they often don't go to where they thought they were going to go, but they just go. So we go somewhere completely different and we're off. We don't have to worry about any of that anymore, but guess what? There will be consequences. That battle didn't stop. And that little village right. that was just over the hill now has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, so when they do make it back to that part of the world or you know start to hear messages coming back, then I don't want to say the guilt comes in, but player <laughs> character guilt starts to come back and be like, well, we could have done something about that. But the portal salesman showed up with a shiny object and we ran away. Give value to all of your players decisions uh in you in love that in your own within the story and it it might not come right away like we, we often say don't ha- you don't need the answer right away let them make the decision let them take the portal and go somewhere else and it's okay great now you've got to just figure out the rest of that session that you're playing but then you go back to your notes and you're like okay well what did happen when that battle that they ran away from what was over the hill how does that affect the world that they're in because uh, that'll escalate and maybe take you down a new path, a fun, uh, uh, not more fun, uh, uh, take you down a new path that you can have them explore and have yourself explore and write. I love the way you also put it, give value to what they choose, because it also can be positive, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, like regardless of whether it's good or bad in the world, which always think about consequence, like Russ is saying, but like portal salesman, I brought up as an example, I don't want to ruin, but you're going to die, Russ, when you when you hear the latest ep- anyway so <laughs> yeah. 
the portal salesman is now coming back as like a major player, which I didn't even expect. Right. Like I didn't create this NPC just, you sure. know, uh, was just there for fun. But one of the cool things is when you're playing with a table, if you do what Russ said and you give their choices weight, you, you honor their choices. Um, they become storytellers with you and, they will they might make little fun jokes, but you will see moments where they want to impact the story and often to their detriment. Right. You will yeah. see your table go, no, we're we're turning away and walking away from this town. And and you'll see them do things that are these amazing dramatic moments because they want to be part of the story and they see they're feeling the characters and the pressures on the characters, right? Almost like a, an author says you can they can hear the characters talking, right? When yeah. they're writing. Uh the players start to play in that world. And so the more you honor their decisions, they they start, they what feels like them breaking the world will sometimes give you some of the most fun you're going to have around the table. And your challenge is, how do I accept and honor that decision and then figure it out later? And sometimes they'll help you figure it out. It's something that we've mentioned before, but just accepting the offers that are presented. Um, do you have to accept them all? No, no. you don't. Uh, because if you start to accept them all, the world just gets too, it, it can be way too much. Um, but as in real life, people walk away from things and people do things that are hard to explain in the moment and giving them that value in the world and, and that onus on their characters and knowing their characters and what they would do um, will it makes, like Sean said, it makes them storytellers. It makes them part of the game that you're all playing at the table. Because as much as we, running the game, lay out the framework for what's happening, every decision that they make, good or bad, is affecting the world. And the more ones that you may not agree with in in the game, those can create some fun moments down the road. And you don't have to know the answer. And you don't have to know the answer. You'll hear Russ and I say things like, okay, so what happens? Yeah. I'll often say, okay, where do we, where do, where does the camp, where do we go next? Like, like they're turning and walking away from the burning town. They're not, no, it's being raided and whatever. I'll be like, okay, where, where do, where does the story open up next? Yep. And someone will say, oh, we're at the bar and we're all just staring down at our mugs and not talking to each other. Like they'll set up the consequence, you yep. know, the, the inner turmoil in the group. Yeah. And then you can you can all collectively build off of that until you find the next the next moment. Yeah, it can be a really cool experience if you if you haven't had it. It's a really cool experience to put that back on your players and say, okay, well, here's your decision. What, where did you go? Because if you turned away or you decided not to pick this up or you decided you must have had something else in your mind that you wanted to go do um, or a reason why. And then they will more often than not have something that they can give you yep or one character might say i go and i'm at a carnival having fun and then you just do it go there and you'll see the other characters like not talking and and being saying things like i don't think we should have done that like it just becomes another moment yeah. of tension within the like decision that was yeah. made yeah i love that and we love talking about this so don't honoring players decisions is is also recognizing that we don't have the answer and part of the fun of being a GM or DM is is in those moments, like just going, okay, like mm -hmm. I, I like what can I do with that? Like what would this mean, right? It's like how and 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 that just takes relaxing 
and it just takes confidence and it just takes comfort with your table where you can start to just go with it and be like, oh, that gave me an idea. Yeah. Yeah. No, knowing that, yeah, when you don't have the answer because they turned away, they've got an answer, which will then help you come up with more answers about what they turned away from or what's coming up next for them. Um, Yeah, very, it's, it's an extra level to, to playing and running games um, that, like Sean said, it's just experience. It's just trusting. It's, you know, you play with a table for a long time, like Sean and I have. You trust that if you don't have an idea, I've sat down to, I've sat down to sessions that were on the schedule that I needed to play, that I had one thing written down, but, I, but I've got to play for two hours now. I often will just say, I've got one thing planned. Let's see how, let's see where this takes us, baby. <laughs> yeah. Cause they, they love I, to play I once, it. Yep. I once sat down and I uh, hand, I started passing a card around the table and I'm like, uh, it was okay. So we did do a religion episode, contrary to what we said earlier. I was just remembering, but it was basically Blatt, not to give too much away, but Blatt was now working for the dark powers and, and Celine, the goddess of the moon. And his job was to convert all religions to Celine. Like basically. Yeah. And so we had set that up in the previous thing, but I had no idea what was going to happen next. So I was like, okay, everyone's just going to make up weird sounding religions or groups or names. And then we just went, we just passed this card around the table. And then we just went and played out Blatt showing up at the church of the meatball or whatever and trying to convert that. You yeah. know what I mean? And it all went horribly, but like <laughs> the witches of the peat moss bog or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then we just played that, but I I didn't design that game. No, right? Like we we did it together. It was all player input um, in before way. you sat down. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And even at, we were actually at the table. We're there, yep. and I'm like just passing the guard around. Let's do yep. it. That actually brings up a great idea about a different storytelling elements you can use and how you can cut to fun things to do if you need a break in the story because it's getting too intense or you just got nothing prepared. We'll, we'll do that next, maybe. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, awesome. Locks and Beard, hopefully that answers some of your questions. Uh, if you have more questions, again, find us in the Discord. Link is in the description. Send us emails. We love to receive emails. It's like getting, it's like getting mail sent to you. I love it. It is, except in, in, in e- Gmail. Yeah, so many Gmail. Ah, that's terrible. DM to GMcast at gmail.com. I, it sounded better in my head before I said it. Facebook and Twitter are over there too. Get your game started. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. I didn't even be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. Anna is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. 
One might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay. Okay. This thing is not playing around at all. Shit incoming. Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities. Now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? An Apocalypse. A story about love, death, and robots. Just not the Netflix guy. <laughs>